Hi, everyone. This is Jackie Cooper um, and Yvette McDonald, both with Love Travel Scotland. And we're really excited to be here today to host uh, an event that has been long in the making. Um, we have been really curious about this topic for a while. Um, and Yvette is based in Scotland. I'm based in the United States. And now that travel is starting, we are super excited to be able to say go explore and you know stay safe stay healthy but um get outdoors and uh, meet people so about how are you doing today i'm fine thanks jackie having a great day here um we've just had a heat wave in aberdeenshire so now our weather's getting back to a bit more normality now a little bit of the usual drizzle that we're used to so i'm great i'm great so the topic of the day, the event that we're doing right now, and, and I want to thank everyone who's hopped on from all over, you know, um, Scotland and Europe and the United States and Canada even. Um, the topic is how to prospect for gold in Scotland and other hideaway secrets. So um, that's so much fun. And I know we've been doing some research. I know you have found places um, within even your backyard. And so um, tell me what, I know you you actually got me interested in this. Um, what's the, the history of, of people, you know, actually looking for this and where can you go to get gold? Okay, well, the history behind gold is as old as time. Um, and it, it is just that people save gold as a store of value for their money. So. So in historical times, um, history shows that most currencies, if not all, have reset to zero in the past. So the way that people were able to hedge against that and save a little bit of their money for inflation and so forth was to, to move their money into gold and silver. Um, also, you'll know as well, in historical events have happened, wars, etc. Sometimes gold has been seized for the greater good. So. It was always one of those assets that could be also hidden, um, if you like, if need be. But the reason people are drawn to gold and silver, um, as well as other, other things, but for, for a means of storing their value of their money is because it's divisible, meaning that you can, you can divide it up and no matter where you are in the world, it will weigh the same and it will cost the same. So it's, it's not something like, say, I have a, a rare diamond or coffee or something like that so it might be worth more here than it would be over there in another location but as for gold it's pretty much the same throughout the world or throughout areas um, for sure that if it's weighed and it's divided it's always going to be the same now prior to gold they used to a lot of people don't know this unless they actually look back at history a bit more is they used to actually use sticks and for family wealth, they would mark the sticks off and um, depending on where the marks were, it would depend on where the family wealth was. Um, but people quickly realised that didn't so much work so well because in the Great Fire of London, lots of wealth was actually destroyed when it ripped through and, and wiped out many people's wealth when they took to the boats and they had to go into the Thames and so forth to get away. And um, they obviously didn't go to the place where their sticks were stored. And unfortunately, that got burnt down as well. So there was no way to prove actually what their ownership was for anything. So again, gold, it wouldn't have melted in the fire that would still have been there. It might have been needing to be cleaned up, but it still would have been there. Um, so that's why people did eventually move on to gold. And it, it's the same. Um, 
I think one of my colleagues was actually telling me yesterday that somewhere in Africa, they actually put a ban on accepting cards and cash. And recently they're only accepting gold and silver. Um, I'm not sure why that is. And I have asked him to send me more information on that because I found that quite interesting that in 2021, we have places right now that are saying we only want gold and we only want silver. Now, a lot of our local shops, they might go, we only want cash or we only want card. And um, that's another interesting thing that I also um, stumbled across yesterday was businesses up in the northern parts of Scotland were saying, please bring cash with you because we can't accept cards. Not because they don't want to, but because they actually they can't get the signal at the minute for the card machines to be able to accept um, card machines. So that's something to be mindful if you're traveling in Scotland and you're you're going to more remote places is that if you're not able to get Wi-Fi signal on your phone, chances are businesses can't get a Wi-Fi signal for their card readers. So always carry a little bit of cash with you. Um, and yeah. if you're traveling about, sorry, Jackie. That's all right. If you're traveling about, um, a lot of wise travelers, what they do is they travel with a Britannia coin, either in gold or silver. Um, if they're traveling with silver ones, it's obviously more affordable to carry multiple ones of them because they're cheaper. So even if it's the, the British Britannia coin or the Canadian maple, these are priced around about 28 to 30 pounds a coin. So a lot of travellers do carry a couple of coins just because if they end up in a sticky situation, their cards aren't working, their cash aren't working, they need to barter. Say you're in a taxi and you have no money, you could say they might not accept silver, but you could say, could you hold my silver while I can go get you the cash and then I could come back with the cash and then I can get my silver back and I'll pay you. So it, it's almost kind of like you could use it as a deposit system as well if you're stuck in a sticky situation. So. It's a useful thing to have for many, many things. Yeah, no, for sure. So um, I want to go back to one of the points that you shared. So gold actually is can be a hedge against inflation or deflation. So that's another reason why people are, are, you know, possibly looking at gold. And, you know, even here in the States, people love the idea of mining your own gold. So where uh, in Scotland can you find gold? So there is a place actually, like you said um, earlier, in my backyard in Aberdeenshire. Um, it's in Taws in Aberdeenshire, and it's actually a mining contract by um, a Turkish company, and they're doing exploration and mining there at the moment. But we as a private people can't go and mine there. Um, but places where you can go panning for gold in Scotland would be the lower hills around um, Wanlock Head and the Lead Hills. Now, back in historical times, um, those villages were, as it says, lead hills, were actually for mining for lead, but they did actually start mining and panning for gold as well because they found the Bengals that were running through those streams and rivers. Um, so Dunfries and Galloway seems to be on the west coast, a good place for, for, mine, for panning for gold in Scotland. And there are many YouTube video channels by some local great um, personalities that, that are up in the hills or doing some... Um, <clears throat> camping on their own and are, are mining for gold, gold sorry. That's okay, um, so that's okay. Dumfries and Galloway is definitely a great place. Um, and as I said, it's great for hedging against inflation. Um, just because when money moves, gold doesn't move as quickly as money moves. And when money has pulled back in the value or, or goods coming into the country are more than what our, our notes are worth, then gold seems to just stay stable. I wouldn't say it's a means to get wealthy in the short term, but it will hold your money stable and it should be rising above the rate of inflation. Um, and, and yeah, so it kind of secures that 
if it's worth five pounds today, even if it's worth five pounds in the future, those five pounds would be worth more than the five pounds today. I'm not sure if that makes sense to people, but hopefully the penny will drop with what I mean by that. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. And I, and I, I, there are some other locations I just want to mention too, but I'm not quite sure where they're located. Um, uh, Glen, Glendavon, Scotland, uh, Perchire Hills, hopefully I'm not mispronouncing this, Tindrum, Scotland, Crawfordmore. Um, where are those located? Are they, um, which part of Scotland are those that um, they can, people can mine for gold? So again, most of those are again around about the, the West Coast. And um, when I've been doing some of my research, I have seen some come up in the Highlands and Islands around Inverness, but mostly in the West Coast. There is a big map of lots and lots of places where you can pan for gold. Um, some places say that you need a license, other places say that you don't. Um, but the way that you know to, to get around that if you're not wanting to look into whether you need a license or, or not is to just go and do one of the little local tours in one of the places and have a, a day trip panning for gold and then any licenses are taken care of by the tour. So that brings up another question that you mentioned. Um, is it legal to pan for gold in Scotland? Um, that's a, one of those areas where it's a bit of a sketchy subject. Um, it, it would be a yes and a no answer. It depends on where you are, who, who is seeing you. I don't think anybody is going to haul you to jail for a tiny little nugget of gold in Scotland. I think the police are too busy for that. Um, the legality around it probably depends on the individual council areas as well, as most gold in the country does belong to the crown, but um, meaning the queen and the royal family. But um, it, even if you buy your houses in Scotland, usually there's clauses in it that says any um, diamond, doesn't specifically say diamonds, but any gems, etc., that are found on your property would belong to the, the land and not just the owner of the land. So that would be the queen again. Um, not all contracts are written in like that. There are many as well that out that does give you the ownership of what you find. Um, but if you also go out with your metal detector, it's usually, as long as you get the permission from the landowner, it's usually fine. So I, I noticed that um, we, one of the things that we've discovered is that there's actually a museum of lead mining, which actually, um, you can do gold panning there and um, they uh, actually have uh, kids uh, as well as young adults or adults, uh, they learn all about how gold mining um, occurs in terms of what the procedure is, in terms of um, this, you know, what you need in a, to mine, um, you know, how do you shake your pan, um, as well as um, what do you find in, in the pan and how do you determine which materials are actually the gold and uh, how to use your, your snuffer or your sniffer to, uh, the, to put your gold in. So there's a whole slew of, um, you know, educational things that can happen if you'd like to take your family as well and you don't want to do it um, in the wilds, you can actually do it in a more organized way. So um, I also, we also have um, a whole nother link that we have, um, we'll share within our uh, talk show podcast. Um, it shows about the gold mining, um, where to find gold in Scotland and um, 
you know, the, as Yvette was talking about, there are, um, there's a map with um, gold location. So you could actually um, travel to um, Helmsdale or Wanlockhead or uh, Le Le Leeds Hills or Conish. Um, and that way you can actually um, make it a com combination trip as to how you're going to both enjoy the mining as well as all the excursions that are around it. Um, so um, what other um, family outings can do, uh, related to the gold and the mining that you wanna share? Um, there's lots of family things to do in Scotland, um, and particularly around where the mining will be happening because there'll be more remote places of streams and hills. So if people are interested in camping and the outdoor lifestyle, there's places where you can go high, hire the kayaks as well on the, the coast. Um, you can also go hiking or walking. Um, there are trains and the famous um, bridge as well, the Harry Potter Bridge over by Fort William. Um, that runs that way too. So there's plenty of things to see on the West Coast and um, some beautiful hotels to stay at and also always, always plenty of castles to visit in Scotland. Yeah, for sure. I've been discussing that there's over 4,000 castles in Scotland, wasn't there, Jackie, on our previous talks that we've done. Yep, and more castle road trips will be happening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for sure. <laughs> so for those that are listening on the talk show as well as on the vodcast, um, definitely reach out to Yvette and myself. We have um, a variety of links that we can share with you, both from uh, discount travel excursions. So when you plan um, your trip for your uh, mining, uh, you can actually get um, discounts in the local areas because we're always trying to support the local businesses. And um, what other things can you share? Um, yeah, I was, I was just going to say as well, you're talking about the discounts for our tours and activities, which is a great point, is that that reminds me that there are already made tours in place that you could go on as families and they're family friendly ones too. And the family friendly ones are usually around the castles, the manor houses and the zoos, safaris that we have locally as well. And there's a safari down in by Stirling. So that's a really nice one to go to a nice zoo in Edinburgh as well. Um, so you could get either a private tour, a public tour that could take you on your outing so you don't have to drive the car yourself and worry about you know, what side of the road that you're driving on if you're an international traveler. Um, and then we also have our other links as well to share as well for hotels and places to stay and so forth as well. So we do have discount codes that cover most things and trips if you're wanting to come to Scotland. And if we don't have a code for you, we can advise you probably the best place to get the information that you're looking for. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, um, the, the rates right now are really um, pretty good. I know this is not Scotland, but I just booked a round trip um, uh, airline ticket to, uh, to to Portugal was only $431 round trip. So that's phenomenal. So definitely reach out to us. We can help you on many levels. And one of the last things that I wanted to also share is that let's say you don't want to kind of come and explore, but you still want to benefit from silver or gold or things like that. Definitely reach out to us. There are uh, different um, online portals that Vet has researched that are um that can provide you with access to uh, those type of um, uh, resources. Um, I bet I'll let you share a little bit more about that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm an avid saver in silver. Um, I used to save in gold, but saving in gold is something that is I find was quite more difficult to get into and get shipped to Scotland. Um, so I moved into more silver. So my savings have been more silver. And the first coin that I started out with was the silver unicorn coin back in um, 2017, which was a two ounce coin. And at that point in 2017, the penny kind of dropped that I wasn't wanting to buy my children just all plastic or games or things like that for Christmas. I wanted to start buying them an asset for their birthday or for their, or whenever I feel like it really is when it happens, but mostly for their birthday and their Christmas as well. And I top it up as the year goes by. Um, and I consider that as just, you know, my family's silver. There used to be a saying back in the day, I think, um, when I was much younger and probably more my parents era was that you know used to talk about the family silver and I think that that used to be more teapots and cups and things like that and that would be how knives and forks how they got silver back then and um, things have thankfully progressed and I don't have to keep boxes of cutlery to have silver I can have my pretty coins instead and um, so so loving Scotland as I do and then loving silver it made sense that the first coin that I started with was the Scottish unicorn coin and when I bought that back in 2017 at cost price I think that was around about um, 50 pounds or so for that coin and don't know I haven't actually done the conversion but I, when I've recently seen the coin in American dollars it's been about 158 dollars so over the past few years that coin has grown in value and again I don't generally just buy coins for the growth in value it's um, because of the store in value and the reason as well that I, I do generally go for coins and not a bar is because they have a minting value on them they have a collector value with the pretty picture the location that they're at and then they have the weight value of the silver so be it the ounce or the two ounces or even a smaller one um, so there's always three ways that I can exchange my coin if I was wanting to exchange a coin um, so yeah so definitely everyone reach back out to Aveta and myself. Um, it's super exciting to be able to go into the hills and to be able to pan for gold and to come up with, um, you know, a souvenir that actually um, is a value. Um, you know, that's fun, but there's also online portals where you can do something similar. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so I, as you know, Jackie, I've been talking to you about meaning to go pounding for gold. This is one of the reasons why we keep pushing our podcast and our, our, um, our web webinar back is because I keep saying to Jackie, I'm going to go do gold first. I would want to go do the gold and then I can share the experience. But unfortunately I've been too busy to be able to do that. But I haven't been too busy to just auto ship my silver and gold to me every month, thankfully. So that's something that um, my distributor, our distributor for our gold and silver is, is so convenient that once you've set it up once, you can just have it auto ship to you and you don't need to think about it again. So I do auto ship silver coins as do yourself, Jackie. And, um, and then I tag on a little auto ship for gold on top of that and then get it shipped into the country um, from your neck of the woods as well. So isn't that irony that I got my Scot the, the only place that you could get Scottish coins from 2017 in 2021 is from Florida. But um, I don't mind where they come from <laughs> as long as we can get them. Um, and I just I think the Scot I can't talk about the Scottish one enough because I think the unicorn is just beautiful on the coin. And um, and the thing that I love actually about having silver and gold, um, as opposed to we've got crypto portfolio as well, is that when you see it in your hand and you feel it, there's just something a little bit more special about it. So yeah, I definitely sure. recommend and if you can't get out there and pan for it, 
just get some delivered and feel it and you'll understand what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Well, everyone, thank you so much for hopping on. We are um, really excited to have you be um, both uh, listeners for those that uh, weren't able to hop on, as well as those that are participating in the on, uh, on this webinar. Uh, we're going to be hosting other events um, throughout the uh, the years, and uh, definitely like, subscribe to Love Travel Scotland, and as always, have a wonderful, blessed day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Yvette. Thank you, Jackie.